It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Tech Sideline is presented by First Bank and Trust Company, a nationally ranked community-focused bank with over 30 locations throughout Virginia, Northeast Tennessee, and North Carolina. Who you choose to bank with can make all the difference. Visit firstbank.com to learn more. It's springtime and lacrosse season is right around the corner. We got Olivia Vergano and head coach Skyra on set to talk all about Virginia Tech lacrosse in 2024. It's episode 345 of the Tech Sideline podcast and it starts right now. Welcome in once again, Hokies fans. We record on Friday, February 2nd, 2024, from our studio at the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center. Remember to like, subscribe, and refer the show to a friend, and head over to techsideline.com. Check out our extensive editorial content, and as always, the first month of subscriptions is free. Tech Sideline is presented by First Bank and Trust Company, but this episode of TSL's podcast is also brought to you by Triumph NIL. Triumph is a unique and experienced sports marketing agency specializing in building custom name, image, and likeness partnerships for student-athletes. NIL is working here at Virginia Tech, and Triumph NIL is a big reason as to why. Visit triumphnil.com to learn more, subscribe, and support Hokies in NIL. I'm your host, Giovanni Heater. I think that our introductions are certainly in order. Right to my right, uh, it's the head coach of the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team, Kristen Skyra, in her third season. Across the way, junior midfielder out of West Babylon, New York, Olivia Vergano. Thanks so much for joining me today. We're excited to be here. This is yeah, fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is your first time. First time yeah. checking out the set and everything. Mm-hmm, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, it, it's certainly uh, shaping up to be a fun spring. The season's right around the corner, right? It's that that change of the weather, and three of us sitting on the set, we're lacrosse people. It just kind of has a vibe to it. How excited are you guys to get this thing going in 2024? We're excited. Yesterday, it was gorgeous outside. It was like our first time. We've kind of been inside, Beamer lost and indoor, doing a lot of stuff during preseason. But we got outside yesterday, and everyone's in you know T-shirts, shorts, and it just like felt like springtime and so I think it was a good like opening outdoor practice yesterday and ironically we're about a week out from our first game so it felt good yeah we're super excited like she said like great weather so just really getting the atmosphere and energy up high Awesome. Coach, I want to start with you. Two-time All-American at Duke. And just to kind of paint the picture for everybody, because this is your first time uh, on the show, you had an unbelievable career as a player. But when it came time to hang them up for you, what made you decide, hey, I want to get into this whole coaching thing? Yeah, well, ironically... I didn't want to get into coaching after, you know, after my playing career. I I was fortunate enough to go to three Final Fours, and we lost by a goal in all of those Final Fours. And my my final Final Four, my final game that I played in as a player was uh, just soul-crushing. We were up nine goals um, in the national semifinal. 
and we allowed UVA to go on a 10 goal run and, and to upset us. And so it was uh, really just a, a tragic end to my playing career. And I was so ready to, um, to kind of move on from that playing identity. So I moved to Australia for six months um, and wow. kind of just got away from being an athlete and just wanted to see a little bit of the world and learn how to earn a dollar and have an identity outside of sports. But ironically, while I was over there, I had it lined up to um, be an assistant coach at Navy during their inaugural season when we got back. And so I, it was just an easy opportunity. I said yes, so I didn't have to worry about a job while, while I was in Australia. But I got back and started coaching at Navy and was fortunate enough to coach for the winningest coach in women's lacrosse and Cindy Timshaw or in all lacrosse. And uh, just the passion she had for inspiring and mentoring young women, especially those that were um, going to serve our country, it was just contagious. And I was so fortunate. I, my first coaching job, not many people get the opportunity to work for such a legend their first in their first job. And I had such a great experience. I just kept doing it and kept doing it. And all of a sudden, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm still doing it. And I've landed in my dream spot. So um, that was kind of my transition. It I never wanted to be a coach, but now that I'm doing it, it just seems like it's it's kind of what I my life's work and what I've been destined to do. So, Coach, you're a natural uh, on the air here because you made my job easy by making the perfect transition. I wanted to ask you about working under Coach Tim Schollen as well as uh, Kirsten Kimmel mm -hmm. uh, as an assistant at Duke as well. What was it like being on their staff? What were you able to learn from those two legends of the game? Yeah, again, I've just been so lucky. I've had the best mentors, that, um, and a lot of that was because – due to the people I met as a student athlete at Duke. It really has shaped everything in my life and give me the best mentors, whether that's my legal counsel or the people that I call on a bad day. They, it all stems from the people that shaped me as a student athlete at Duke. But um, yeah, I mean, I've just been so fortunate. I think why I've had longevity in this profession is because I have had such a great experience. And um, as a young coach, you, you, uh, you know, you're kind of making that list of if I want to be, if and when I become a head coach, you know, what are the do's that I've learned? What are the don'ts that I've learned? And I've been so fortunate to learn mainly from the do column, you know, Cindy Timshall, do do this, do do this. I, I just really loved and appreciated so many things about her. And the same goes for Kirsten Kimmel, who was obviously my college coach. And then I was fortunate enough to serve as an assistant coach on her staff. And so I've just, I've had a lot of just notes, mental and actual notes I've taken during, during my years as a coach that are just do it. The, like I've learned the right way to do things rather than kind of learn from the wrong and say, Oh, maybe I would do it this way. I've just had so many great examples that all I have to do is emulate it, emulate that. Right. Um, and model that it's not like I have to reinvent the wheel. So I've been super, super blessed um, in terms of just having the best mentors to just try and follow in their footsteps. Liv, I promise we're going to get to you in a second. <laughs> uh, I just got one more for your coach over here. Spent six seasons at West Point, uh, head coach at Army. It was such an interesting and unique situation, the fact that they're moving from club uh, to the NCAA level. But what made this job in Blacksburg at Virginia Tech so desirable for you? Mm -hmm. For me, um, it was being back in the ACC, you know, I just being the best. I just, I want to win a national championship all my life. Um, my parents, my friends, we've all been uh, shaped me to just be the best at whatever it is you're doing. And so this falls in line with my mentality um, is just to be in the best conference, to be able to coach the best players, to be able to recruit the best players. Um, that environment, that highly competitive um, environment is just where, where I want to be. And so to be in the ACC was a huge draw. I have family history here as well with my dad and my um, brother being Virginia Tech alums. So 
growing up, you know, wearing hokey cheerleading outfits as a little kid and coming to games, it does feel like kind of my professional goals also um, have aligned with personal goals. And my parents have since relocated back to or back to this area as well. So it does feel like there's just a lot of reasons, um, you know, kind of my heart's here, but also just professionally, I can I can accomplish my goals here. So awesome. Liv, for those that don't know, two-time honorable mention, All-American, a Long Island native, which is a hotbed for lacrosse. Uh, you also were the only player in the ACC, this is incredible, with 100-plus draw controls and 50-plus goals this past season. One of just five players in the entire country to have such an accomplishment. Uh, you didn't even pick up a stick until you were high school. in high school. That's when you started playing this sport. I always grew up thinking that the best players, you know, this is one of those sports like hockey or soccer that you got to start when you're four or five years old that wasn't the case for you how did you get so good so darn fast I think it just all comes back to hard work and like if you really want it you got to work for it um a lot of my friends played lacrosse growing up and um I played soccer and basketball alongside them so just you know finding those connections between soccer and basketball and then helping that translate to lacrosse um the technical side of basketball really helped me um translate offensively and lacrosse so I think just all like connecting back to hard work and using other sports to my advantage I think coach can attest in some ways, basketball, mm -hmm. lacrosse, whether it's men's or women's lacrosse in X's and O's wise, very similar games. Uh, so that that's interesting to hear. You originally committed to play for coach mm -hmm. Skyra at army. You decided to come to Virginia tech with her. Tell us about your relationship with your head coach. Yeah, it's great. You know, she's like one of the people who inspired me and who like I really felt at home with. Um, I've like really had a special connection with her, like first time talking on the phone with her and like meeting with her at army. Um, so when I got the opportunity, you know, when they got hired, her and Coach Jacobitti um, hired here at Virginia Tech, I had to ask for the opportunity and uh, congratulate her. But I was really, like, heartbroken and devastated when, um, you know, I learned that she was leaving. But ultimately, like, she gave me the opportunity to come play here at Tech and, um, you know, playing in the ACC alongside, like, some of the best people in the country was just an opportunity I couldn't pass up. All right, let's talk about this team, the 2024 Virginia Tech lacrosse team. It feels like there's some serious momentum in this program right now, and everything really started to click towards the back half of last season. Would you agree? Definitely, definitely. Slow start to last season, but um, I just think Liv and I probably remember being in that locker room after our two-goal loss to Syracuse, who would they would ultimately go on and play in the Final Four, and um, I've, it's it was a hard energy to describe. We had just lost, right, in our last game of the season, um, but we were all so eager to just get right back out there and keep it going, and so I think for our team, too, when they returned to campus in August, um, we started right back with, like, that hunger and that intensity. It's like we wanted to be automatically right back, you know, playing against, you know, a Syracuse or whatever in the ACC tournament. So um, I think they've been able to maintain that hunger all season long. It's kind of weird that like the moment we've been waiting for, which to start playing a games again is like almost here because we've wished for it for since that moment in the locker room. So there's a lot of hunger, a lot of excitement, a lot more belief, I would say, um, in what we can accomplish this year than any other year before. So. Yeah, I think it also shows, like, the heart, like, looking back at the locker room, like, last year, like, like she said, like, that Cuse, um, that Cuse game just showed, like, how much passion that we have for, like, one another and the game itself. So I think just having the opportunity to, like, get back out here and, you know, really get that experience all together, um, it's going to really benefit us come next week. 
I think all of us know the ACC is the best conference in college lacrosse, right? You know, really close to some marquee wins a season to go hung around with North Carolina and Boston College. Beat Duke on the road, your alma mater. Battled Syracuse, like you had mentioned, uh, to the very end in the ACC tournament. You won as a player. You're starting to win as a coach. What does it take to win in the ACC? Um, I think it takes a combination of, uh, you know, mentality and actual actual talent and athleticism. I mean, you can't. You can't fake that in the ACC. You can't fake speed. You can't fake stick skills. And so um, recruiting that is important. You can develop it. You know, you can work hard to develop it, but certainly getting the right people in with the right skills and kind of having those pieces of the puzzle, which is great. You know, being able to recruit out of the transfer portal. We have a few really important transfers with us this year that do play pieces of that puzzle that we really need. Um, And then I think the other part, like it's just mentality and you hit on it. We've made huge gains over just the last two years in terms of our mentality how we approach games um you know and I think the team even speaks about this a lot is yeah there's something to be said about having an underdog mentality and certainly we but I don't think we have that underdog mentality I'd like to think that we have the underdog edge and the grit you know and that hunger is a part of us but the underdog mentality kind of means to me it symbolizes that you go into the games thinking in some way you're inferior and that's what we've shed I think from last year to this year and certainly some of those close losses you would have loved we would have loved for them to be wins but even having close losses I think helps shed that mentality and uh, you know our athletic director Witt talks about it a lot and that's going from the challenger to the champion and I would say that that winning mentality that champion mentality is more prevalent in our team this year Um, and I think it's utilizing those experiences um, and some of those really strengths and positive takeaways from last year to shape our mentality this year so even it's a team's words not mine that like Liv would be the first to Uh say like no like forget the underdog mentality like that means that you think you're different you know um you know and so yeah Liv can probably touch a little bit on that she doesn't live her life from an underdog standpoint (laughs) um what we like really like embrace this season on is like buy in and like we have something in our locker room now that we have tokens of each practice of like who like was the hardest worker, who was the grittiest, like who was our key concepts and key words that we like to define Virginia Tech lacrosse in 2024 season. So we're going to like deposit those into like a bank. So it's like buying into okay. that process. And I think this year of like my three years that I've been here, like this team is different and like our mentality and like the grit and passion that we have is like something that uh, like the past two teams had, but it's, it's just different. And I think coach can attest to that as well. Um, but I think, yeah, like, like, just to reiterate what she said, like it's it's just different. Mentality's different this year. So X's and O's wise, what were the strengths last season? And then was there anything into the off season and now into a new year where you were like, This is what we're keying in on as our area of focus? Yeah, I mean, strength wise from last year, when you look at our offense, I think we did a great job maximizing our possessions. Um, but I think in some cases we played it relatively safe, you know. Um, and I think you could say that on both sides of the ball. So I think this year we're probably you know, we're implementing schemes on both ends that are a little bit riskier, but like, you know, high risk, high reward. Um, But we think we have the right pieces to be able to execute that and actually have a really strong return on investment. But I think some things that stay the same are, are just, you know, our drawler and our goalie, like those are two key positions and they help you maximize possessions. And in those 
key positions. We were youthful last year. You know, uh, Sarah Gresham on the draw was a freshman. Jocelyn Torres and Cage was a freshman. And they were tremendous for us last year. And so we returned them as sophomores, you know. And But now they're veterans. They're proven veterans just as sophomores. And so we um, having them, having the ability to fall back on a strong, strong draw team and a strong goalie is huge. And I think that helps set us up for success, knowing that we will be able to, to have a lot of possessions. So how can we kind of you know, go outside the lines, paint outside the lines a little bit to um, to make even more out of those possessions. Liv, how much confidence does get, does it give you in an offensive player when you know you have Jocelyn and Nett and, you know, you can take some more risk on the offensive side and if it goes the other way, you have confidence that she can make the big save? Yeah, it's definitely a lot, like, more beneficial, like, knowing in the back of our heads and the other six players that I work with, like, we can take risks, we can take risky shots, we can push the 5v4 transition, you know, knowing that, you know, if we ultimately, like, turn the ball over, goalie makes a good save, you know, the other end, like, our defense and um, our goalies, we have a lot of confidence in. So, um, yeah, it's just, it allows us to, you know, really be positive and embrace that we can take risks. Well, now Jocelyn's sister, Issa, joins the roster, right? She was a highly touted recruit coming out this past year. That was a big get for you guys. What can you tell us about her and not only her, the entire freshman class as a whole? Yeah, Issa's had a tremendous preseason. I think uh, what stands out, her hands, her hands. She was an ice hockey player. I don't know how much that plays into it. She's got unbelievable hands combined with her height. Uh, when you can throw her anything, you know, I think Liv can throw her anything, anybody can throw her anything and she can catch and not, and she finishes her shots. And so um, she's had a really, really promising freshman year thus far and our freshman class as a whole. I mean, I think they've been value added from uh, not only a playing standpoint, but a mentality standpoint. Um, They came here to prioritize being lacrosse players and prioritize winning. And they've just made us better in so many ways. You'll definitely see some freshmen out on the field this spring. Um, they're very talented. But, yeah, Issa um, has has some an incredible set of skills. What are your thoughts on the freshman class, Liv? I love them. I think, like, they're a very positive bunch as well. So I think that's important. Their mentality is something that stands out about all of them. I don't think you can point out one freshman that doesn't have that gritty mentality, doesn't want to work out hard, or doesn't want to come out early for an individual. Um, and I think that – that speaks for itself. I think we like it's important that you want to work hard and like you want to get better. So, and especially as a freshman class, you know the veterans are ultimately going to leave. Our fifth year captains, like they're going to go. So, like having that those freshmen um, ultimately have that mentality already and help us carry on. Um, and embrace our culture is really important. Well, we talked about it a little bit. Last year's freshman class was stacked. You had Torres, Ella Rishko was unbelievable. Uh, Sarah Gresham, like you had mentioned, they were all named to the ACC all freshman team. They were invited to play for uh, USC at the U- USA, excuse me, at the U twenty tryouts. How do they take another step now? Like after being so good freshman year, how do you move into sophomore year and expect even bigger and better things? Yeah, well, I think it's a fine balance. I mean, I think it's hard after. You know, having a great freshman year is a blessing and a curse, right? Because now you always are going to look to improve, you know, but like you did so well. So it's going to be really hard to improve, right? So I think it's it's like finding that balance, uh, knowing, you know, and managing grace and understanding you're still really young and every year's different and every year's going to have a new set of challenges, you know, whether that's like injuries or depth, you know, maybe there's different people pushing you this year and you have to respond to kind of that adversity or that pressure. So I think it's not putting too much pressure on themselves, you know, Um, I think that's the key. 
for, for those three individuals is you had a great freshman year. Don't put too much pressure. You're still young. You're still going to face a lot of adversity. You're still going to have to learn a lot about yourself, lean into the upperclassmen. Um, I think that's something they've always done is they have had showed so much promise as youngsters, but also realize that we do have a lot of veteran talent on our team as well. So it kind of helps take the pressure off their shoulders. So I think it's more so how they mentally approach this season that's going to be the key because physically they have all the skills to be able to continue to improve. It's just mentality. Having that right balance, you got to have a lot of fun, you know, and you can't take yourself too seriously and put too much pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. right. I was just going to say that, like, um, like knowing they are also veterans to help, like, the freshmen and, like, the freshmen lean into them and help guide them. Um, ultimately, those are the girls that are going to be the closest with the freshmen. Um, but then at the same point, leaning into the upperclassmen and having the junior, seniors, fifth years, like to help them guide and ultimately find their own balance. Well, the transfer portals become such a big part of collegiate athletics across the board. You guys hit that hard. Tell us about Kayla Downey and the ASUN Player of the Year from Coastal Carolina. What does she bring to the table? Yeah, just a ray of sunshine, of breath of fresh air. I mean, I think she's got like the best gig in the country. I mean, she literally just showed up two and a half weeks ago. Um, <laughs> she's joining a team that like fully embraced her, um, a coaching staff that's so excited for her arrival. And she just gets to ball out for like three or four months, you know, um, and play with a chip on her shoulder and prove that she can be one of the best players in the ACC after coming from the A-Sun. So I, who has it better than Kayla Downey? I do not know. Um, but she's unbelievable. She uh, just has a nice, cool, calm, collected demeanor uh, out on the field. She is an unbelievable, she has unbelievable vision. I mean, uh, feeding is definitely her strength. And so our team's just starting to realize they got to ask for the ball more because she'll mm -hmm. see you, you know, um, she'll see everything. Um, so have your stick up and be ready for it. Liv, what does it mean to you to, and, and there's so much talent on your team, but there were times where it felt like you, you kind of had to be Superman out there and, and score a ton of goals and, and, and kind of put this thing on your back. Now that you have a player like that and then, the younger girls are stepping up as well and they're more experienced and you don't have to carry the load quite so much. What does that mean to you and how can that open up other opportunities for you as a player? Yeah, like you said, like I was fortunate enough to carry the load, but it's not something like I ultimately want to do. I want my teammates to get their fair share and ultimately like people have to score three or four goals like to win and ultimately like I can't score five goals a game and Ella score one. Like we all have to chip into that three, four piece each. Um, so just having that, you know, having Kayla's vision behind the cage, like able to assist PT a lot, Paige Tyson. Um, so ultimately, like, yes, I, I had to carry my load, but it's not something I like really want to do. Um, I really want everyone to get the same experience that I was fortunate enough to get. Um, but yeah, like I'm really excited to have Kayla and uh, lighten my load a little bit, as you said. <laughs> Season opener against VCU coming up. Uh, it's a week from tomorrow. Thompson Field going to be a fun one. It's a noon start. Um, that's the kickoff of the 2024 season. What does this preparation period look like for you guys? Yeah, again, I think preseason's a fine balance. Like you want to be the most prepared team, you know, come that first game. Uh, but you also, you want the team to feel fresh and rejuvenated and ready to go because it's a long season. So I think for us trying to manage, um, manage the preparation and the physical load we put on, but also with wanting to be the, the freshest mentally and physically team. So I think that's what we've kind of been focusing on, but you never know. I mean, you just know that first game, it's never going to look 
perfect. You know, we're gonna have some freshmen. They're gonna probably make some drops. You know, um, we're working out some kinks. We have different faces on the field, and so it's never gonna be perfect. But you're hopeful that you're the most prepared, um, and uh, and more so just yeah, just you're gonna. We have to expect that it's gonna be every game is gonna be a really tough game. We're gonna get everybody's best shot, and so I'm interested to see how this 2024 team um, manages that and how tough we are. Yeah, I just want to like reiterate something. Like I know a lot of the girls and I like we're like really harping on recovery and like lightening the load and like making it easier on our body. Um, we've been doing a lot of preparation and a lot of hard work this um, preseason. So just like emphasizing recovery, you know, hitting the Normatec boots, ice bath, sauna, just doing everything in our power just to, you know, make our bodies ready and stay the healthiest as we can. Last question for you guys before I let you go. What are the expectations inside your locker room for the 2024 Virginia Tech lacrosse team? I'm 17 and 0. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, like I think, um, yeah, I think any any loss is going to be disappointing for us. Um, and but we say you either win or you lose. I mean, you win or you learn. Sorry, you win, <laughs> you win or you learn. And you know, I think that's been a strength of our team the past two years. How we've been able to make these huge huge gains year to year is that we take we take that learning component seriously um and i i wouldn't expect anything different from this year's team um but i think yeah it's none of us expect to lose mm-hmm. ever um and we want to make it a historic season and and do things and we just say we, we want to accomplish our dreams mm-hmm. i mean we're here to accomplish our dreams that's why lives here that's why i'm here and we want we want it to be a dream making season for us mm-hmm. yeah just taking every game one day one by one like not overlooking any team and like really focusing on like okay today's vcu tomorrow's jmu really just focusing in on like what we have to do to get by like that one game and not overlooking be like oh okay like we have x amount of days left like no it's day by day and just putting our best foot forward each and every day awesome thank you so much for your time it was a fun one i can't wait to uh see what 2024 has in store and see how everything unfolds. Wishing you the best of luck this Thank year. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. All right. For Kima Krenema behind the scenes, for the SID of the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team, Mr. Will Copeland, for oh. Olivia Vergano, for our head coach, <laughs> Kristen Skyra, I'm Giovanni Heater. Saying so long. Again, today's show was brought to you by Triumph NIL and the Hokie Way. It's episode 345 of the Tech Sideline podcast. We'll see you next week.